Greetings, saints of the Most High God. So thankful to be here in His presence in this wonderful, holy place. Hallelujah. As I walked into the doors of the church this morning, one of the first things I noticed was change. There's a lot of change going on. Amen. The whole world is changing right before our very eyes. Everywhere you look, things are not the same. Amen. I wonder this morning how many in this sanctuary are ready for a change. How many are ready for a change? Hallelujah. I, I want to be changed. I want to be challenged. I want to be made different. I don't want to keep being the way I've been. I want to go higher. Anybody want to go higher? I want to go deeper. I want to see the gifts. I want to see miracles and signs and wonders. And I want to see angels move into our midst. I want to see change. I'm tired of the same old stuff. Everyone say change. And the Bible says in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, we shall all be glory hallelujah and it's going to happen sooner than you think i can hardly wait i can hardly wait a change is going to come let's give the lord a great hand clap of praise oh we love you father we thank you lord hallelujah hallelujah praise god amen i give honor to our bishop and pastor and the first lady and all the wonderful ministry that's here and my favorite section of musicians. Amen. They were over there and I love them. They need to make a CD. Amen. Amen. We take up the offering. They need to just start recording. Amen. We need to have a CD of that music. I love good old-fashioned gospel music. Praise God. Amen. It just does something for me. And I appreciate all of you here today. Amen. And I'm telling you, God is on the throne and things are happening. And I believe before this service is over, something wonderful, something good is going to happen in this house. I believe somebody here is going to get filled with the Holy Ghost. I do. I do. I believe that somebody here or maybe somebody watching live stream is going to repent of their sin and see their need of God. I believe the waters of baptism are going to get stirred up and we're going to be dipping people in the water in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, hallelujah. I anticipate it. I expect it. And I believe it. Hallelujah. Something good is about to happen. Amen. In the name of Jesus, I want us all to stand one more time as we approach the throne room of the Holy God. And I want to invite you to get your Bibles. And we're going to go to the Old Testament book of Exodus. 
Exodus chapter 3, and we're going to look at the first five verses of the book of Exodus. Amen. Everyone with the Bible, say amen. amen. Everyone that does not have a Bible, say oh may. Oh, come on now. <laughs> oh, come on now. But before, before I read from the scripture, let me um, get on you a little bit. And brothers and sisters, I... This is very serious because I believe now more than ever we are in the greatest spiritual warfare that this world has ever experienced. I believe that we are on the last lap of this race and you can just about see the finish line. Now the devil knows what time it is. The Bible says he knows his time is short. He's now in the world with a vengeance and the devil is doing overtime. He's doing double duty to weaken the saints, to distract the saints, to destroy the saints. Somebody say, it's war. Now, no good soldier is going to go to battle without his gun. This is the sword of the Spirit. Heaven and earth will pass away. But this right here Amen. will never pass away. It is eternal. And we need it in our spirit. We need to believe it. We need to love it. We need to embrace it. We need to memorize it. We need to meditate on it. And we need to bring it to church. Amen. By the time I'm done, y'all not going to like me no more. Amen. But I challenge you, if you have a Bible, bring it to the house of God. Amen. 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 If you don't have a Bible, let somebody know. We'll help you get one. It's that serious. So get your iPhones, I mean your Bibles. <laughs> Exodus chapter 3, beginning in verse number 1. Now, Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even unto Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked and behold... The bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, while the bush is not burnt. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here am I. And he said, draw not nigh hither. 
Put off thy shoes off thy feet, for the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. Woo, hallelujah. Just in case you have any doubt in your mind, you're not just in any old church. Huh? You're not just in any old place. But where you are standing right now is holy ground. Hallelujah. Jesus is in the building. Jesus is in the building. Some of you believe it. But you know what? Let's just suppose he materialized and we could see him with our own eyes if Jesus just appeared right here now how would you respond Woo! hallelujah he's real he's real it's thing is real he's alive the messiah is in the house the man that walked on the water is in the house the one that opened blind eyes he's in the building the answer to your question is right here the answer to your dilemma it's right here jesus is here and we are standing on holy ground Let's pray together, Lord. Oh, my God. Open our eyes. God, help us to see the way you see. Help us to feel the way you feel. Help us to recognize the wrestling sounds of angels' wings that is in this place. Lord, we invite you to do what only you can do. God, we want you to Put your x-ray machine on every heart. And God, challenge us. Change us. Transform us. But most of all, Lord, save us in this dark and dreary hour. And we ask your perfect will be done in the name of Jesus. And the church say, in Jesus' name. And now let's do what David said to do. Clap your hands, all ye people. Make unto the Lord a joyful noise. I can't hear nobody. Shout unto God with the voice of triumph. That's what the Bible says. That's what the Bible says. That's what God desires. That's what's pleasing to him. Oh, we're going to clap our hands. We're going to shout for joy. We're going to call your name in victory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Holy ground. We are standing on holy ground. God bless you and you may be seated. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, how I love the word of God, because the word of God is a living word. There is not another book in all the world like this book. Amen. Hallelujah. Bible says heaven and earth will pass away, but the word of God will never 
pass away. This Bible, hallelujah, has been instrumental in changing the directions of kingdoms. It has changed people's lives. This word of God, hallelujah, will go into your innermost being, dividing asunder the soul and the spirit. And it is a deserter of the very intents of your heart. There's no book like this book. Hallelujah. This book will change you. This book will challenge you. This book can save you. And it is alive. As old as this book is, it's as new as this morning's newspaper. As old as this book is, written centuries ago, it still speaks loud and clear to you and I today. Now there's something here. There's something here in the third chapter of Exodus I, I want to try to bring out to all of us today. And I pray, oh, I hope it does for you what it done for me. And if I don't preach to nobody here, I'm preaching to myself. Amen? We are standing on holy ground. Now, here in the third chapter of Exodus, we find Moses. Everyone say Moses. We find Moses. He's living uh, a very uneventful life. I would say Moses is living a very boring life. Man, it's, it's, it's boring to be boring. <laughs> and we find Moses living a very boring life dreadful, routine-filled life, not in the desert, which that would be bad enough because the desert is a barren place. It's dry, it's hot, it's lifeless. But Moses wasn't even in the desert. We find him on the backside of the desert. He's a has-been. He's a fugitive who in his anger had killed an Egyptian. And now he's hiding out in a place where no one even really knows who he is. And sometimes if you're not careful, you can find yourself living in the backside of a desert. Sometimes you can find yourself living a man far beneath where God designed you to be. See, Moses had been groomed to be a great leader. He was raised up in the house of the Pharaoh. Hallelujah. Many theologians believe that Moses was being geared and trained up to one day become the next Pharaoh of Egypt. Moses had a name, he had prosperity, he had a reputation. And according to the book of Acts, the 7th chapter and verse 22, the Bible says, listen to this, the Bible says Moses was mighty, everyone say mighty. He was mighty in words and in deeds and he learned all the wisdom of Egypt. Moses was a powerful man. He was mighty. But this, this is something that 
that I've heard people talk about Moses. You know, the scriptures say he was slow in speech and that he was a stutterer. He couldn't talk real good, you know. And so he had to have Aaron come beside him and help him out. I don't know about that. Because the Bible says he was mighty in words. But the boy could talk. He could talk. He was powerful in his oratorical skills. So what do you mean he was slow in speech? Well, you got to understand something. When Moses left Egypt, he spent many years on the backside of the desert. And being away from Egyptian culture for those many years, friend, if you don't use it, you will. Thank you. He lost the ability to communicate properly in the Egyptian language. He was slow of that speech. He could speak Hebrew. So when he dealt with Pharaoh, he needed an interpreter. But he didn't need an interpreter when he was talking to the Hebrews. He was mighty in words and mighty in deed. Moses knew how to organize. Moses knew how to put things together. Even when he was in Egypt, when he was in the world, God was moving on his life, preparing him for greater things. You know, God does that, you know. Sometimes when you, you, you're not living for God and you're out here on a job or you're doing something and you have no idea what God is preparing you for. When I was in the world, I was a DJ. I said, Brother Easter, you was a DJ? Yay, verily. Man, I was in clubs, nightclubs. I was spinning record albums, talking in that microphone and doing my thing and doing my little rap and all that stuff, and had no idea, had no idea that I would ever be a preacher. Tell you how God is. He saw things in me I couldn't see in myself. He see things in you that you perhaps can't see in yourself. And what was going on? Why was all of this happening? You know, when I first got in church, I guess I've probably been in church maybe, maybe about six months. I'm probably six months old in the Lord, and, and I remember being in my room, and I was praying and talking to God, you know, and, Lord, I want to live for you, God. Anything you tell me to do, Lord, I'll do it. And the Lord began to speak to me. And God said, I want you to clean up your room. And I said, clean up my room, Lord? He said, clean up your room. I said, okay. And I looked around my room, and, it, yeah, it was kind of junky. So I started straightening things up and, and cleaning out the old cereal bowls and getting things all together. And I looked at it. I said, okay, that, that looked pretty decent. Come on, Lord, move into my room. And the Lord said, no, no, clean up your room. I said, what do you mean? And I started looking at the wall and all my posters that was on the wall, zodiac signs and all that stuff. And, and all of a sudden I was like, oh, my goodness, I, I think I know what you mean. You want me to get rid of this stuff? And then I turned around, I looked over my record album collection, and I went, oh, no, Lord, not my records. Clean up your room. I said, oh, my goodness, man. And I had a collection like you wouldn't believe. I mean, I had all the newest stuff. I had all the old stuff. I had all my record albums in plastic. That's how, that's how much I took care of them. They, they meant so much to me, and I spent hundreds of dollars in collecting my music. And God was saying, clean up your room. 
I said, okay, Lord, I know what you mean, okay. All right, so I walked over to my collection of albums, and I started looking at all the songs and all the music, and I started getting rid of the worst ones first. <laughs> okay, Lord, this is Funkadelic. Okay, Lord, I'm going to throw that one away. Oh, here's another one. Oh, man. Okay, I'm going to throw that one away. And slowly but surely, I was throwing away my records and, and saving the better ones. And the Lord said, no, all of it. I said, all of it? I pulled out a record album, and it was a group called The Temptations. And I know y'all never heard of these people. You have? Okay. It was a group called The Temptations. And I pulled that album out, and I said, Oh, man, this is brand new, God. And the Lord said, look at the name of the group. Deliver me from the temptations. Okay, Lord. I threw that one away. And I started going through the albums, and I pulled out one by a guy named Stevie Wonder. And I said, Lord, not Stevie. <laughs> he blind. Get rid of it. Oh, and all of a sudden, it was hurting. It was hurting so bad. But as I began to pull these, and I just said, you know what? Forget it. I just got a green garbage bag, and I loaded all my records up and threw them in that garbage bag and took them outside to a dumpster and threw it all away. God said, I want all of you, not part of you. I want you to be willing to do whatever I tell you to do whenever I tell you to do it because I got something greater for you. And so I was like, man. So I was still DJing. I still had contracts to play at different clubs. And I would go to the clubs. And I would pray before the dance start. Lord, would you bless this dance tonight? Don't let no one get shot. You know, don't let no fights break out. And I'd be praying, and, and God, you know, I could just imagine God looking at me, shaking his head, poor fella. You learn, you learn. <laughs> But God is so gracious and he is so patient with us. Aren't you glad he's patient? Yeah. Hallelujah. And so God was helping me along and, and I began to question, Lord, I mean, this, this is something I love doing. Can't I do this? Can't I DJ for your glory? I mean, you can't mix the world with the kingdom of God. You can't mix light with darkness. God said, no, you got to cut this thing off. But I, I said, but, but Lord, this, this is something that I just enjoyed doing. And then God spoke to me and said, I've got something better for you. You a DJ for the devil. But if you stick with me, I'm going to make you a DJ for Jesus. <laughs> a DJ for Jesus? Lord, you mean I can go to clubs and, and, and play gospel songs? I didn't know how that was going to work. But God's ways are not our ways. And his thoughts are not our thoughts. Now, I've heard people have visions and all that before. But this night, God showed me a vision. And the weird thing about it, when he showed me the vision, I didn't even realize it was a vision. That's how un unlearned I was. And there I was in my room, and God said, son, 
anything I ask of you, anything you have to put away to serve me, you're not losing anything. For everything you put away, I'm going to replace it a thousand times better than what you ever imagined. And I'm like, really? He said, let me show you. And I saw this beautiful panoramic vision come across my bedroom wall and the ceiling. I've stood back and I'm, and I'm looking. And the Lord said, son, this is what you are doing. And I saw, I saw a nightclub. And it was dark and, and, and lights was flashing and there was a ball in the ceiling and it was twirling around. And I saw myself sitting at a table and I had a, a record player in front of me and a microphone. And I was talking in the microphone and doing my little rap and pointing my finger and, and people was dancing and, and, and just having a good old time. But they had on black robes. And when they turned around and the light hit their faces, they were skeletons. And, the, and God said, you are in the den of devils. People gathered around my table when I was doing my little rap, and they were smacking five to each other, and they pointed at me and said, man, he's awesome. Go ahead, man, talk that talk. And I'm just enjoying it. And God said, this is where you are right now. But this is where you're going to be. And I watched. And then that ball in the ceiling went up. And a big hole was in the ceiling. And a shaft of light shoo, invaded the darkness. And the whole room lit up. And then the table that I was sitting at, I stood back. And the table stood up and transformed into a pulpit. And the record player turned into a Bible. And the microphone was still in place. And I was talking in the microphone. And I was pointing my finger. And the people were dancing. But now they had white robes. And joy on their faces. And folks gathered around the pulpit. And they were saying, go ahead, man. Come on, I like what he's saying. I like what he's saying. You're doing good. And God said, I will make you better. You will be more effective. You will reach more people if you just submit to what I want to do. And all the time, all those years I spent in the nightclub, I was getting prepared. God was preparing me for this. You don't know what God is preparing you for. But I'm here to tell you what you're doing is not in vain. What you're going through is not in vain. God's got a plan for your life. God's got a plan. He's working it out. Hallelujah. Stay faithful. Hallelujah. Stay in church. Hallelujah. It's not over yet. Moses. Moses thought it was over. He thought he would never go back to Egypt again. He was a wanted criminal. He was a murderer. He used to live in the palace. But now he's in the backside of a desert and no one knows who he is. And he's keeping sheep. And they're not even his. It's his father-in-law's sheep. Day after day, week after week, day in and day out. 
the daily routine. This is just how it's going to be. 40 years. That's a long time, y'all. 40 years. 480 months in the backside of the desert. 2,080 weeks. 14,560 days. Oh, I'm ready for a change. <laughs> I'm ready for a change. I've been back here in this condition too long. Then the scripture says in verse number two, and the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of the bush. And he looked and behold, the bush burned with fire and the bush was not consumed. Something happened one day. See, there's always going to be that one day in your life. There's always going to be that one day. There's going to be a day when God going to show up. God shows up in unexpected ways. God will show up, hallelujah, sometimes in uncharacteristic ways. He'll show up in places you never think he'd show up. And he'll do it in ways you never imagined him doing it. Let me tell you something, your life is not over yet. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You haven't even seen the best things yet that God has for you. It's not too late for you. You may be on the backside of the desert. You may be all alone. You may have been in your condition more than 40 years. But I'm here to tell somebody that God has a plan for your life. And today is that day. I say today is your day. See, you never know when God is going to interrupt your life. Hallelujah. You can be living in the backside of the desert, but God can show up anytime. He can show up in any place. He can show up in any how and turn your life around. See, David, we think about David, the psalmist. Well, I'm going to tell you, there was a day that David was nothing more than, nothing more than a shepherd boy. He was a shepherd boy, but I don't believe it entered David's mind one moment that one day he would be the king of Israel. Somebody say, wow. Esther, she was an orphan girl, but I doubt it ever entered her mind that one day she was going to be a queen. You never know. Moses probably thought, man, after 40 years, I'll never be nothing more than a sheep herder until the day I die. My life is over. I've been in this place so long, I can never change. Don't you ever fall for that lie. Hallelujah. Some folks never clap their hands in church, but I'm telling you, there's anointing coming on you. There are some people never shout, but I'm telling you, don't you get too comfortable just sitting there. Something's getting ready to happen to you. There are some people in this church that never took off and ran around this sanctuary, but look out. 
Look out. I believe it can happen in a second. Something is about to change in your life. Something is about to take place in your experience. Amen. You might feel like, man, this is how I am. This is my personality. Hallelujah. But it ain't got nothing to do with your personality. God is well able. He's well able to change your direction, to change the way you look at things, to change your heart. Woo, hallelujah. You can be shy and intimidated but when the anointing of the Holy Ghost gets a hold of you you'll be walking around here nuttier than anybody in the building yes. hallelujah yes. I love that's what I love about some people they sit there and say that's not me I'm not like that wait till God get a hold of you wait till God get a hold of you and you take off running and you don't ain't nobody chasing you Glory to God. When you get up and started shouting and dancing and you turn around and say, man, I didn't know what I was missing. I didn't know it felt this good. Hallelujah. I want to keep on doing it. I want to keep. Oh, somebody ought to just give them a hand clap right now. Because the more you clap, the better you feel. The more you clap, the more anointing that'll come. Woo, hallelujah. One day. One, somebody say, one day. One day. It could all change. It could all be over. Now Moses, notice, Moses in his mundane, everyday, boring life, he saw some smoke. He saw smoke in the desert. That's not unusual because every now and then fires would break out. It was hot. It was, it was so hot and dry. It was not uncommon for a spark to get started. But this was a different spark. Moses saw the smoke, could probably smell the smoke, looked over and saw what he thought was a typical bush on fire. But there was something different about this bush. Because see, though this bush was burning, it never stopped. Hallelujah. Friend, when the fire of God ever hits your soul, don't you ever stop. You keep that thing going. You keep that flame burning. If you do that, somebody's going to look at you. Somebody's going to see you. You're going to get somebody's attention. That bush never stopped burning. Moses was thinking, it should, be, it should be crumbles of ashes by now, but it's still burning. This is weird. And the scripture says, Moses, he looked at it. I don't want to say looked at it. But not, out, not only he looked at it, and then it says, and behold. He really started paying attention to it. He looked at it, and behold. Hallelujah. The bush the burning bush was not consumed. God got his attention. God got his attention. Why, why was it necessary for God to get his attention? Because somewhere Moses got his attention off of God. Amen. Oh, would to God that he would shake somebody up and get your attention and cause you to see something you've never seen before somebody say get my attention lord 
Hallelujah. God got his attention. Moses stopped. He looked. He turned aside to see. And when God saw that he had Moses' attention, that's when God called him. Moses! Moses! What's your name, brother? Josiah. That's a Bible name. Josiah! Josiah! What's your name, young lady? Shauna. That's a, a, a made-up name. No, I'm playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Shauna! Shauna! What's your name? Denise. That's a good old-fashioned name. Come on, girl. Denise! Denise! What's your name, brother? Oh, my goodness. I got John in the house. That means the grace of God. John, what is God doing? He's calling you by your name. He's calling you by your name. With your physical ears, you can't hear. I can't hear God calling me. But if you will let your spiritual ears be open this morning, he's calling you. And he's calling you. And he's calling you. God is calling your name. Jesus said, I'm at the door. I'm standing right now at the door. I'm knocking. I'm knocking. I'm knocking. Will you open up? Will you let me in? Can I get your attention? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Something is about to happen in this world, amen, that's going to be catastrophic. And if we don't open our ears, if we don't turn our eyes toward the burning bush and recognize God is challenging us to change. He's challenging us, amen, to accept the plan he has for our lives. What is it God want us to do? He want us to obey him. He want us to seek him. He want us to live for him. Moses! Moses! What would your response be when God calls your name? Man, we got so many people. God been calling you for 50 years. And you ain't done nothing yet. God said, one of these days, you're going to look for me. And I won't be there. I'm calling you. I'm knocking on your door. Jesus told the soldiers that came in the garden that came after him with swords and, and, and all that junk. Jesus said, I was with you every day in the temple, and then you, took, you didn't take me then. The Lord said, I'm here with you right now. Will you take me today? Will you accept me today? Will you give your life to me today? I'm calling you. Moses' response, Moses said, very simple. Here am I. Here am I. Would that be your answer to God today? Susie! That may not be your name, but you look like a Susie. Susie! Your answer should be, here my Lord. Here am I. You young people, God is calling your name. What's your response? Moses said, here am I, Lord. But he wasn't just saying, here am I in this place at this location. But he was also sharing what was in his heart. Here am I, Lord. I'm tired. I'm dry inside. I'm lost. I feel forgotten. I feel undeserving. Here am I, Lord. 
I'm messed up. I'm so unqualified. I'm just a piece of junk, Lord. I'm no good. Here am I. He might have been saying that. But I believe he was also saying, here am I, ready to do whatever you want me to do. I wonder if we have any people like that in here today. I want to do whatever you want me to do, Lord. I'm tired of my mundane life. I'm tired of living the way I've been living. I'm tired of sin. I'm tired of living in rebellion. I'm tired of not knowing your will. I'm tired of not knowing who you are. Here, my Lord. And then the Lord said, take off your shoes. Take off your shoes. Don't come any further. Take off your shoes. Because the ground you are standing on is holy ground. Hallelujah. It's time for somebody here to make a decision. It's time for somebody, even some of you saints been here in the backside of the desert. And you didn't got so comfortable and you got so, uh, what's they say? Set in your ways. And you don't want to move, but God is saying, come to the fire and take off your shoes. What, what does that represent? Why did God say that? Because the removing of the shoe represent total submission. Hallelujah. I give up. It meant respect, and it meant humility. The Bible says, humble yourself in the presence of a mighty God. And when you humble yourself, he will lift you up. What will keep you from humbling yourself? Pride. What will keep you from taking off your shoes? Unbelief. What will keep you from obeying the call of God? Satan himself. Don't let that happen to you today. Well, Brother Easter, and I'm closing right now. Musicians, would you come? Brother Easter, well, you know, I'm waiting. I'm waiting to, on one of these good old days, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to the promised land. I'm going to go to the promised land, and, and that's, that's when I'm going to take off my shoes. When I get to the promised land, I'm going to take off my shoes, and I'm going to take my rest. And it'll be all over then. No, 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 no. The promised land is not here. The promised land is to come. What's here? Is holy ground. Holy ground is here right now. You don't wait to get to the promised land to take your rest. Jesus said, come to me. All you that labor. All of you that are heavy laden. All of you that are living in the backside of the desert. You're dry inside. You're brittle. You're not what you used to be. You used to be on fire. 
but you've been this way so long. And Jesus saying, come to me. I will give you rest. You ready for a change? Are you ready for a change? Let's stand together. Hallelujah. We are standing on holy ground. There are angels all around. supernatural in the building. Shh. <laughs> Listen. Would you take off your shoes? Will you put away earthly things? Will you give up? Approach the fire in repentance. Lord, I hear your voice. I acknowledge your presence. You are here. And I must confess. I know I'm not what I used to be. And perhaps I'm not what I ought to be. Father, I've been this way so long. And I thought you forgot about me. I thought you could not see me. Because I sure couldn't see you. Lord, forgive me. Help me to recognize the hour is so late and the time is so short. I confess, Lord, I've been, I've been carnal and fleshy and I've been so satisfied. With myself I'm sorry I'm going to deny myself and I'm going to say today Lord not my will no more I'm tired of being like this I'm coming to you today Father I need a fresh Baptism. Let that fire burn in me. I give up. I'm turning to you. Forgive me of my slothfulness. Forgive me, Lord, of me being so, wanting to be so comfortable. Forgive me, Lord. I'm ready to do what you want me to do. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. If that's what you feel today, would you come? Wherever you're standing, would you come and gather around the front of this church? The fire is burning. Take off your shoes. Take off your attitude. Take off, take off your pride. That's what he's talking about. Come on, ma'am. Take off that doubt. Take it off. Take off that unbelief. Come on, take it off. Take it off. Sir, you're better than what you are. God's got greater things still yet for you. Come on, come on. Take it off. Take off your attitude.
attitude. Take off those feelings. Take it off. Take it off and be fresh. Be freshly anointed. Be freshly filled. Be freshly touched by the fire. Oh God, we are on holy ground. I don't ever want to go back like I used to be. I don't want to be the same person tonight as I was this morning. Today, God, change me change me and those of you that have not yet made a decision for Jesus repent turn your life over to him today quit living in the desert quit living beneath your means God's got more for you sir you're not too old God's got something for you young person you're not too young there's something moving God wants you to move with it. He's trying to get your attention, ma'am. The Holy Ghost is trying to get your attention. Stop resisting him. Stop finding excuses for him. He sees you. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, God knows today is your day. You'll look back at this day and you'll mark it as the day, the first day of the rest of your eternal life. Would you come? Jesus said, come, 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 come quickly. Come closer. Come to the fire. Come on, come on. Get, get out of that flesh. Come on. Don't let that flesh hinder you no more. I dare you to lift your voice. I dare you to lift your voice. Oh God, I need you. Breaking the veil. I'm breaking, Lord God. The box of the anointing. I'm letting it flow out of me. I'm letting I'm not gonna keep it inside me no more. I'm letting it come out. Come on, young lady, let it out. Let it out. Come on, break that alabaster box and let what's inside of you come out. Hallelujah. 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 You need to be baptized. You need to let somebody know. I'm going to do it today. I'm tired of living like I'm living. I'm tired of being where I am. I'm on holy ground. This is holy ground. Hallelujah. Holy ground. Hallelujah. Jesus. If nobody else in the building but you, Jesus is looking at you. He's talking to you. He's talking to you. He wants you. He's talking to you. There's somebody beside you that needs a little encouragement. Would you go over to that person? Would you lay hands with them? Would you pray with that person? There's somebody nearby you right now that's struggling. Would you go to them and say, brother, I'm going to pray with you. Hallelujah. Sister, I love you. And I want you to be everything God wants you to be. Come on close to the fire. Come on, the bush is still burning. It's still burning. It's still burning. It's not too late for you. Come on in. Come closer. Come on. Come on. Why are you scared of the fire? The fire is warm. The fire is comforting. Get close to the fire. Come on. Open up. Open up. Open up. Moses, I see you. I've got a plan for you. I want to use you in ways you can't imagine. You're the one. You're the one that's been chosen. 40 years hiding in the desert I'm going to take you and bring you up, up to deliver 400 years of slavery of my people in Egypt I'm going to do great things in your life come on come on 
Don't stay where you've been for the last 40 years. Don't keep being what you've been for the last 10 years. Come on. God says, I want to change you. I want to challenge you. I want to save you. I want to use you. You're on holy ground. You're on holy ground. Keep praying as we sing.